Welcome to Between Two Servers. Between Two Servers is a podcast that doesn't actually take place between two servers, but talks about everything that exists between two servers. When it comes to any project, project management is an integral part of any process. Figuring out where all the moving parts go, how to structure a project and where to focus the team's energies on are all huge considerations. I'm Curran, Converger's social media content producer and videographer. This episode was taken from an Instagram Live recorded earlier in May 2020. Sonia, the director of Converge, had a conversation with Mador, Converge's project manager, about how he gets the best out of his team, how he manages to juggle multiple projects, what it means to be a project manager, and what it is about being a project manager that he loves so much. Okay, so let's get started. So I'm super excited to have Madur uh, with us. He is our project manager, and we're going to talk today. Our conversation is going to be all shop. It's going to be project management, etc. And this is a topic that I really love because I used to do project management. Yeah. And uh, I'm not going to say I loved it. I kind of <laughs> I have a bittersweet relationship with it, but I do in a way love it. And I, I think there are so many different things that, that are part of that role that people are not really aware of. Mm-hmm. And so we want to have a very candid uh, conversation. There is no filter here. There's no wrong or, or right answers. We're just going to talk about, you know, what it means to be a project manager in a software development company. So, with that being said, Madur, hi, welcome to the Instagram Live. Why don't you um, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, who you are as a person on your person on your on your personal side, not just you know, not just business. Tell us about. Oh, okay, yeah. Thank you, Sonia. <laughs> Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you very much. So, so. Yoko, I'm Madhu Rasbandari, currently working as project manager manager in Converse Digital Solution, as Sonia mentioned. So beside beside me as a PM, and uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a part-time, so-called, it's better to say, a bedroom DJ. So I, I love music, right? So I do play. So, And I found the right time, right? The COVID-19 situation, everything is crazy, but the music is, is keeping keeping me busy and keeping me motivated, right, for every day. So that's that's a different side of me. And um, But beside, beside uh, being DJ as a PM, um, yeah, it's already 2.5 years. It's almost three years I'm, I'm working in Converse. And uh, that's pretty much it. So yes. not much, too much engaged with families and yep. Yeah. yeah. So for for those who don't know you, who don't know Madur very much, Madur has been part of the Converge family for quite a while now. And he actually his his background when he came to us, he was a business analyst, and he has grown within the company, and he has now um, taken over a project management role, which is actually. Um, one of the biggest roles uh, mm-hmm. for us because you know he 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 manages some really large uh, enterprise projects which we're going to get into uh, in a minute before we get before we talk shop i just want to go back to the comment where you just made where he's a part-time dj so one thing about Madur, we're kind of like in the same age range i don't want to say how old we are because you know people are going to be like oh you guys are old but I remember one day we were having a social at the office mm-hmm. and Madur pops out, pops over his phone and he's got like a little speaker, an Alexa speaker, and he starts playing music. 
and he starts playing like <laughs> I don't know how many of you know like 90s Euro music which right. was like the bomb back in the day and I'm like I'm like whoa yo I didn't even know anyone else listened to this stuff so I knew him and I we were like kindred spirits right there because right. he loves that kind of music right yeah. and he yeah. is our he is our DJ when we do our our uh, socials sure, in sure. the office yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that's a, that's the thing that I'm missing a lot right so yeah so you know let's talk about that a little bit you know like we've now been working from home for Oh God, it feels like a thousand two hundred and fifty-eight days. It just like feels like it's never ending. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about your process. How has that been for you? Like you're a project manager, you're man, man managing not just one or two projects, you're man, managing multiple projects, and now you have to do it from home and you have teams everywhere that you're mm -hmm. managing, you mm -hmm. have clients everywhere that you're managing. How are you going about that from home? Why don't you like just tell us a little bit about your process? Yeah. So so it's not much difference in terms of process working from home or working from office. The first thing is uh, the difference, the main difference so far from a from a the positive side of it is, you know, like Everyone is available for a 9 p.m. meeting, right? So, sorry, 9 a.m. meeting. It's right on time. Working from home, that's kind of different that I found that you don't have to worry about the traffic. You don't have to worry about getting late to your office. All you have to do is prepare yourself for the next day, be there and start your 9 a.m. meeting right away, right? So far, it's not different. The only difference is the virtual world. So the office, Office environment is pretty much virtual, but the the work is still real. The dates are real. The projects are still real, right? And there is no change at all. So, from a project management perspective, uh, my responsibility is make sure that those projects that we have that we are currently working in, it it it's it's, it's it has that date, and those dates are made. Those expectations, those expectation of the client is made at all point, right? So, in terms of engagement. Luckily, we have all the tools. We have all the tools, virtual conversations, or tools like, okay, Zoom meetings, Skypes, and everything. So it's not challenging. I didn't find much of a difference working from office versus working from home. So there's not much of challenge. But the only challenge that I found, not a challenge, challenge from a social connections perspective, I'm missing the bigger part of interacting in a physical world, interacting, seeing expression of an individual, just mm -hmm. to make, note that whether individual or the team members are they stressed because the work are, is something that I can do based on their body reactions or no sort of thing is missing. But otherwise, it's it's pretty much the same. Right. In terms of client communications on all, so as a PM, I have to frequently update the status of the project to the client, right? So mm. it's kind of like the interactions all with, and I'm just back from the from client meeting as well. So we have this big client called UCDA. We just had a meeting, an hour meeting with, with the client. So a frequent meeting with client and frequent updating on what's happening in terms of um, in terms of project perspective, whether we are hitting the deadline or not, if there are some changes, if there's something that needs an additional information from them this is this sort of things that's happening at the same time making sure that team even it's it's a virtual tool it's not physical contact we're just making sure that the teams are doing performing well right mm. it's, it's it's the the, the tr they are still on track they are not stuck or there's no big blockers which is which is actually pushing the deadlines or derailing the project kind of thing so um 
so in in terms of uh, these activities, I didn't find much much of a difference uh, working from office versus working from home. So I'm keeping my pace, and uh, most likely I'm probably being more efficient working from home. There's a reason for why because you have time. You you are saving your time. You're saving your energy. You don't have to spend time on road, right? So that one hour, you you are not stressed. It, it it frees your mind, right? So it yeah. frees your mind, and you can you can use it in a productive, more productive uh, solution as such. Right. So, um, but you know, Mr. Kind of just to, to, I don't mean to cut you off, but just a question there. I mean, I know that you bike. You used to bike to work every day. How is that affecting you? I mean, like that must have been a way for you to exercise, right? That's a big piece. I'm missing my exercise a lot. Yeah, yeah. I started getting I started getting my weight, but yeah, I have to I have to watch my weight for sure. So but, like yeah. so like you gain something great, which is like you're more efficient, you're working out of your home, you don't have to worry about traffic, but then you're missing that piece of, you know, interacting with people face to face, exactly something and not really knowing if they're happy or upset because you don't get exactly. the reaction. That's and right. then also that travel to work where, you know, I know like you biked and and sort of like got your exercise in for the day to work and from from work so mm -hmm. you know like that's that's a big deal that's a big exactly difference. <laughs> yeah that's a big difference for sure yeah the most uh the most um the thing that i missed so far is actually having in personal interactions and actually see things happening with your eyes not just using a technology kind of thing right and yeah. it really makes sense when you are working together as a team right so that's kind of like team bonding goes and that's aura thing aura is not transfer using technology right you have to be physically present on that and it's a bigger right. thing and a company like us, it's it, the work from home will not always work. We need to have an office environment and that kind of environment where we can see things and experience things directly than just just working in silo and making things work around. So, so I actually just got a really good question and I actually want to ask it because it's a great one. Uh, um, Rogerio asks, do you think the team's performance is different? Uh, <laughs> So it, 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 it definitely depends on individual, how you are as an individual comfortable working from home and how you can make yourself more productive, motivated at all time, right? right? From a project management perspective, it's my role and it's my job to make sure that things are done. That doesn't mean when normally this profession is something, yeah, big title, but nobody likes. When it comes to date, <laughs> when it comes to date, when it comes to deadline, when it comes to pressure, nobody likes PM, right? Right, this is right. challenging, but me, I have, I need to have those personal, uh, in the person, 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 right? So, so in terms of your question, Rosario, it's a good question, but it basically, for me, are you doing things right or not? I mean, right. if, if you're, you're, you're having, if you're having something, it's blocker, be it like mental, be it like from a, from a technology perspective, be it from a requirement. I have to make sure that you are satisfied, your content, you, you need whatever you want it, right? Right, right, so, right. So the, those measurements, I have to do it. Right. And so far, so far, teamwork is awesome. No doubt on that. Right, right. So yeah. the, only thing, the only thing that I'm not able to experience is how you actually feeling inside. Are you, are you happy working? all by yourself or you need something uh, yeah those, yeah, those sort of things are over there yeah. yeah everyone's different yeah. right everyone yeah. reacts yeah. different and everyone exactly. works differently mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um 
Uh, just getting to another point, I mean, you're, you're telling us a little bit about, you know, your restrictions and how strong you are being a, a project manager. Just for, for, for people that are joining us, um, we're talking about project management um, role in a software development company sort of environment. And I'm really excited about this conversation because I've done project management. I don't do it anymore. Thank God. I mean, I still do product management, which is a little bit different. But I'm going to ask uh, Rogelio, um, Rogelio, geez, I, I was reading <laughs> uh, Madur, our project manager, a couple questions. And, um, you know, I just wanted to, to bring up, I remember, like, I always talk to the team, our team about this when... Um, uh, a few years ago, I got uh, pulled into a project um, when it was like two years in and I had not been involved in the project at all. And uh, I had to manage this project and going into it, this project was like a complete like it wasn't a disaster, but it kind of was. And, um, you know, I, I had to step in to sort of get it back on track, get it, you know, where it needed to be. And. I was able to do that, but mm -hmm. you know, I always tell you know, our team, you know, it took everything that I had. It it was right. literally like sleepless nights. It was waking up at 2 a.m. to have, th this was a global client. Mm -hmm. And they were all over the world, different time zones. And it meant like, if I had to have a meeting at 2 a.m., I have a meeting at 2 a.m. or 5 a.m. I remember going into the office at like 4 a.m. to have a meeting yeah. at 5 a.m. Not that mm -hmm. I needed to. I could have done it from home, but I just wanted to be there. And it was like, it was a project that really, really took a lot out of me. So with that being said i just wanted to like express that because i feel like sometimes project management goes um you know under it's it's under it's a little bit underappreciated especially like i'm in sales and a lot of times you know when i do estimates uh, we include uh project management for for all of our projects and sometimes i have clients who are like well can we bring the cost down and can we eliminate the project management and i'm like if you want to eliminate s it should not ever be project management that is one of the most important roles that you need. And I think it's important uh, for people to understand that when you're, when you're building a project, it's not just there's a developer sitting at a chair mm -hmm. uh, doing the work. There are so many components and moving parts to building software. Mm -hmm. You have a, a development team. You have business analysts. You have quality assurance. You have graphics there there's so many different people involved there there's architects and you have to manage all of those different people in addition to managing stakeholders and the clients right yeah. and sometimes you know your your team of people and clients and stakeholders they're not always in one location sometimes they're spread out and i think one of the things that people don't understand is that you need a key person that's sort of like keeping everything together and we're going to get to you in a sec uh Madur, but i just wanted to point out like myself and Roxroy, our development manager we actually just had a call before this this meeting and one of the things that uh, this is actually a, a project that we're, we're, we're entertaining and, and looking at. And it requires like 
three different pieces of technology, three sort mm -hmm. of completely different projects. Um, there, there, there's hardware involved and there's going to be other teams that are not our team that we have to work with. And that was one of their questions for us, for me today was, you know, how are we going to manage all of these different moving parts to this project? And funny enough, today we're doing this project management right. thing on IG. <laughs> and my answer was, you know, that's exactly why there's a project manager on your team. Mm -hmm. That person is going to be responsible for managing all of those different groups and making sure that, hey, if, if, if we're waiting for something from that group in order to get this component done, that person is making sure there, there's communication with that group, that it, we're getting what we need in a, in a period of time. Mm -hmm. And if mm -hmm. we're not getting what we need in that period of time, why not? When are we gonna get it? When can we expect it? They're sort of the people that are pushing right. to make sure that you know, we're getting what we need so that the end result is the project is on time and on budget. Mm -hmm. So sort of my question to you now, Madhur, is, you know, I want you to tell me a little bit, because I know this is very challenging. I, I've done it in the past. It is mm -hmm. super hard. But, you know, I want to hear it from you and obviously a different perspective. But how is it? You're not managing one project. You're not exactly. managing two projects. You're not managing small projects. You're, you're managing right now. You have a huge enterprise project that you're managing. We just brought in a new project and you're also managing a couple of other projects. Right. How do right. you do that? Like what's your process for managing all of these different projects and still making sure that they're delivered on time and on budget? Right. That's a nice question, Sonia, for sure. So I, I do a lot of dependencies on the tools that I use for my day-to-day -day activities to manage myself, like to, to time manage, to see how things are happening, right? So the one of the tools I can say, I'm using Microsoft Project Planner. So everything starts with planning, right? So initial planning when we, when we start a project. That planning in, includes what is an expectation from the client? Who are, who are the end users? What is an expectation? What the date they are expecting can we can we deliver something within that time frame so mm -hmm. i put i have i either gather all these data to put it into my system to get some information so to see whether how do we uh, change ourselves or how do we change some some activities within ourselves to reach that goal right so that's that's one of the activities and it's a key activities so Mostly I rely on that software with a piece of information from piece of data that I got from my internal team as well as from the client, put it into that system, get that result, get that expectations, right? And and convey that message to all team, including stakeholders, including client, and be upfront in terms of whether we can achieve that date or not. If not, then what is the reason for it, right? So I, I, I use that methodology, I use that communications all time and same is conveyed to all the teams that is working to complete the project on time. That's the key driver for everything. So day-to-day -day activities is making sure that things are moving as expected. Mm -hmm. uh, you, as you said, rightly said, there are if it's if it's a bigger project, we have so many moving uh, parts, right? And at times the target keep changing, and I have to keep track of that. When you have uh, the target keep changing, it's very difficult. We but we have to manage. We have to use some tools for sure. But in terms of uh, getting information for myself, I do a lot of con uh, communications with my internal team, as well as if there is any changes, if there is anything that required to complete certain tasks, I have to, I have to connect, I have to work as a breeze 
to get that information from the source, right? It could be from the client, it could be from some other other SMEs, subject matter expert, right? So most of the time I'll be engaging in all these communications, making sure that nothing is stopping. If the ball is rolling at all time, right. that doesn't mean, okay, I don't have to consider the date. Date deadline is key. And at times I have to pressure some groups, some team to get things done where, yeah, may not like that approach, but we have to keep client happy because client is everything, right? They have their expectation, they have invested and they are invested to get some benefit out of it. So any delays means it will impact us as well as it will impact client, right? So, so the follow up to that, uh, that's a very good point you just made. You know. You, the reality is sometimes you can't meet the deadline that you set, right? So, um, you know, I, I bring that up because that's a very realistic thing that happens. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people don't realize, hey, you know, when you when, when we start a project with you, this is what we thought and expected, but the project also changed. So our, our timelines change. How do you manage that with a client? Like, you know, I, I'm going to assume that they're probably not always happy about it. How, how do you manage that? Right. So basically, um, we normally spend more time in defining the scope, but it's, it's sometimes it's just a paper thing, right? But what's normally happening in the software industry is, okay, so you have, you have requirement document, you have defined the scope, but when clients see certain things, like when they have a, a visible something, right? In terms of software, something, then, most likely there's kind of like new idea coming in. So as a project manager, I have to make sure that any ideas that's coming over uh, down the line, I have to make sure that, yeah, this is within the scope or this is this is an additional work. Any additional work may change in timeline, right? I have to I have to convey, I have to communicate that message. I use team to make sure that, yeah, this is whether whether this is this is defined in some document that we agreed to deliver or this is entirely changed. If it's entirely changed, then I have to go back to the client and then say, Mr. X, X sorry, uh, we can do this. It's it's not that it's not technically possible, but uh, these are the impacts. So there's a time, there's a budget impact. So are you sure you want to take this at this moment or you can keep it aside or something like that? So, so it's kind of like negotiation at all point. It's not like, okay, uh, do whatever I take, right? So this is basically I have to communicate. And uh, so far, it's, it's in a way, it's comfortable. Things are getting pushed but the client is aware of why it has been pushed, right? At times it's challenging in terms of defining, uh, I mean, sticking to the scope thing. Scopes keep changing. The change request is inevitable, right? It keeps coming, but I have to make sure it's tracked and it's properly conveyed to the to the team as well as to the stakeholders, to the client as well. So anyway, yeah, we do manage on that. Okay, I have a question here that I'm going to ask. I'm trying to get to some of the questions. Um, are there any skills that working from home have made you focus more on developing in comparison to when you worked from the office? Um, so it's, it's again, the, the only advantage of working from home is uh, probably you're not spending time on road or you're not stressed out. So 
you, you have that extra energy on you to tackle all the problems that you, you'll face in the day. But right. in terms of efficiency, if there's a skill, it's pretty much the same. Um, so basically project manager is not, okay, I have the degree or I have something that I can jump into project management. It's, it, it doesn't work like that. You have to have an experience in terms of like past experience working on some of this management skill. You have to be people person, understand the situation, uh, know how to tackle the, the client. So this is, this is again, everyday activities, right? Uh, yeah, you want to get things done on time, but you also have to understand the fact that who you are working with, how they are feeling, what is the expectation. So all those feeling gaps, I mean, this, this normally comes with experience as well, working with individual, understanding individual, right? So, um, but in general, it's not different. It's not different working from home. It's not different working from the office. It's pretty much the same. But yeah. as I earlier mentioned that, uh, things are different when you are face to face, when you are in physical presence, right? You can, yeah. there's, there's a saying, right? There's the aura thing that works, right? The virtual world, it's different, but when you are physically working with a team, it's completely different. And probably that could be more predictive as well. Uh, right, it's, right. I, it's not that me as an individual, because it's not just me, I have to work with team. And on the team, everybody needs to be stress-free, fully motivated, so that we are targeting, we are hitting that goal. So right. yeah, I have to make sure, yeah. Um, I remember when I first started doing project management, one of my biggest challenges was I was a, a people pleaser. So I wanted everybody to be happy all the time and not just, you know, on the client side, but also like on the, 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 the team and development mm -hmm. side. And I was a, sort of afraid to say no. And I was very timid. And I was like, if someone was upset on the team, I would be like, oh my God, it, does that mean that like, you know, all hell's going to break loose. So I had a lot of fear in those early days, but I learned very quickly that you, you have to have a certain amount of skills to be a project management manager. Uh, one of those skills is obviously like a, a, a great backbone. You can't be afraid to say no. You can't be afraid to hurt, hurt people's feelings, even though, you know, it sucks. Um, you know, what are the leadership skills that you think are involved in, in being a great project manager? Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice question again. Yeah, exactly. You need to have... I have good questions, thick, okay? <laughs> yeah, thick, thick skin. I have, you have to have a thick skin at times, right? So that's, that's the right point. So skill in terms of and you as an individual, sometimes it's so difficult to say no to something, right? To no to uh, the, the request. But um, it's tricky, but you have to, you have to let... Uh, you have to let uh, your client know, your stakeholder know, yeah? I can accept that. But you know, these are the impacts. Are you willing right. to take it? Are you willing to accept it, right? Uh, so that is always, always there. So you are can say yes. Are your feelings ever hurt? <sighs> yeah. Yeah? For sure, for sure. It does, it does. Do you ever go home and cry? Because I remember I did a couple Too times. much of pressure, too much of pressure. Sometimes too much of pressure. Pressure of delivering things on time, making, uh, making sure client is happy and client is again client is everything right. but uh, it's very challenging at times to come to to uh, to keep yourself like uh, 
Yeah, Things? it's it's difficult in a, in a sense, right? So right. in terms of leadership is basically uh, basically leadership in terms of how do you uh, how do you communicate with your team members? How do you communicate with your client, right? And how do you make sure that you're making things happening without hurting anyone's feeling, without stressing anyone? And that's a skill that you really need to have. You got to be a people person and understand their, their, their situation. But again, that doesn't mean you be completely sentiment, completely overwhelmed, and you forgot your responsibility. You forget that there's the other other side of the world who's waiting for right. your outcome. Well, right? I think I think it's important also to you know when you're in a role like that, like a a project management role or a leadership role, there 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 has to come a time when you say, okay, when is enough is enough? Like I care about people's feelings. I, mm -hmm. I you know I want to be conscious to to that particular person or, or that team but at the same time you are making decisions that are not only going to impact the project mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. are going to impact two other things the company and the most important thing the client right, right. So so, right. it's such a hard place to be in when you're exactly. like in a leadership position mm -hmm. because you have to sometimes be the bad guy right mm -hmm. and, and you have to say no and people might not like it and you're gonna you're gonna get criticized but you know you in your mind you have to you, you've mentioned this a couple of times where you're like you know what it is what it is like exactly. i gotta do what i gotta do mm -hmm. at some point you just gotta be like nope I'm dropping everything. This is the way it's got to be. I've tried to cater to you. Uh, I've tried to do this. Now we're we're, we're late. We got to get things back on track. And you kind of got to be that bad guy that comes in and sort of just wraps things up and cleans things up, right? Right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So it's it's again it's an everyday challenge for a project manager. So it's it's not easy. Uh, so things changes rapidly, right? But um, is there and, a solution? And you're dealing with so many like different type personality clients, right? Exactly. We do work in, in all different types of industry. So mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so so with with multiple projects, with multiple different personality type, it's it's really difficult to keep those uh, things up to date. But do you have an option? No, you have to understand. You have to understand individual and you have to present the way you should present. That's required by the profession, right? But the key thing is the delivery. Key thing is communications. If it's late, you have to you have to manage. You have to let them know. But yeah, it's 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 kind of difficult in terms of sometimes it's really difficult uh, to make um, client understand, and it's really challenging. What happens when they don't? Like, how do you get around that? Because I think that's one of the most difficult things. You can communicate things to your team. Those are people that are in front of you and you see every day. They sort of know you. They sort of know your personality. But what happens when you're trying to convey something to a client who is your client and you need to keep happy and they're just not understanding? How do you deal with that? Okay, this is this is a bit, a bit tricky questions for sure, I think. But <laughs> in, 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 in general, in general, so so it depends. So if it's if it's sometimes um, sometimes there is a confusion. Okay, so the expectation changes, although although it was expected something different, but things go change. I mean, the date change, target change, or expectation keeps changing, right? And there comes a point, right, uh, where things there is there is kind of like a bit of disagreement within the client right but but you have to convince you have to try to convince but if they are not convinced 
we have to find a solution to either okay let's let's take that on our own and let's help let's fulfill that uh, fulfill that client's expectation because right. again we don't want to lose we don't want to make on uh, we don't want to make client unhappy so there are times when there the the, the disagreement between client and us is is getting broader we normally take that heat we normally take that uh, kind of an approach to calm down to bring it to that discussion and agreement uh, yeah. there there are cases like okay i've given a recent case uh, so um, we recently released a software for user acceptance test testings and uh, everything was fine on, on, until one day the client comes and say hey um, i requested for this feature it's not there and i i have to review with the team i have to review the document but then it was not there so i try to convince my client saying okay this is not part of the requirement but it needs to be built but uh, there's kind of an say not a direct no not a direct in uh, in agreement but i know the client is very valuable for us so we don't want to lose anyone so i say okay fine i i i went to my boss i say okay this is the situation can you help me out and there you go there you have a solution now the client is super happy that's willing willing so it really depends on situation and the way you tackle with client and not every time we'll take all those heat not every time we'll put things from our pocket they have to realize as well but right. one of those one or two example will always help in long term relationship with the client and probably we don't have to face those disagreement in the future so right. uh, it's it's pretty much situational but way you manage those stuff right do you think that you know at the end of the day the client sees the value in having a project manager manage their project I I definitely say yes to this because uh, the, the the thing is communications visibility to ability to what's happening right and who will provide that from uh, the organization it's a project manager who is providing all the visibility what is happening what you are expecting what you are getting when you are getting so all those very visibility all this information who are providing it's project manager and how how project manager is handling all these grievances or the differences right so at the at the end of the project for sure they must if if originally they didn't agree on having project management later in the project they'll definitely realize and right. they'll, they'll definitely understand the value of having project managers right. and just understand the situation when things get delayed and what happens if there's no project manager and i mean they'll get more delayed than having a project right. Manager, right? right so so uh, the follow up to that you know like i i've seen this a lot where um some development companies won't will not have a project manager on, on staff at all and instead they will use like a team lead to manage the project what do you think the difference is there okay so basically those skills that that we have discussed about so team leads from the developer uh developer perspective the perspective will differ right so um basically um how do you how do you make your client convince showing some codes showing some unvaluable information that client is not uh, uh, capable of understanding that's so the main like technical technical stuff right so it's not it should not be technical it should it should speak from the business side it should be more 
business related, more business information they're expecting, right? So I'm not saying it's it's completely wrong to have a lead, but not all the time it will work for sure, because... uh, there, there are process. There, are, there are things. There are information with, which needs to be uh, put in differently, which is more uh, understood by, understandable by uh, the client itself, right? So, yeah, uh, it I may think- work, but probably, probably, yeah, you, you have some region. Yeah, that. I agree with you. I have worked with vendors that don't have project managers, and you can see right away. You know, it's it's a it's a project that's a lot more challenging to to manage because you don't have that business person on the other side mm-hmm. sort of, you know, monitoring all the different areas, but you have a mm-hmm. very technical person who's mm-hmm. talking to you, you know, about technology, about the tools, and you're kind of like, great, I, I love that, but I just want to know when my project going to be delivered, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I do, I do agree with you where there's mm-hmm. like a, a value um, mm-hmm. to, to, to having like a, a, a a PM. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, you know, we're, 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 we're running out of time here, but I just want to ask you, what is one of your favorite things about being a project manager? What do you enjoy oh. the most? Oh yeah. Okay. Interesting question. <laughs> I have to think about that. Right. So, um, um, so uh, basically from the project management, I, I, I like to work with team. I like to manage things. And it's not always uh, um, interesting to. Um, um, I would. I should. I should not be using that word. But I would. I would rather say I'm. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a people person for sure. I love love to work with team. And uh, uh, again, IT industry is always my passion. Although I I switched from from uh, development activities to uh, uh, a business analyst to project management. I know those pain. I know all those. I have those experience kind of thing, which is really helping me out in to be uh, a better to improve myself in terms of uh, project management responsibility. But um, yeah, that's that would be the key thing. Uh, okay, so I have a follow up question to that because you just made a really good point. So. You know, you, you, you have a development background, you have a business analyst background, and now you're a project manager. Do you think that, you know, if you hadn't had that background experience, do you think you would be the same type of project manager? And if not, what would be the differences? Okay, yeah. So, um, because, so, so, when you have relevant experience in the in the in, in, in area that we're working, right? So this we are talking about project management in the IT world, right? So, so th- those experience, those past experience, being a developer, being in BA, right? It always helps in terms of understanding the situation, right? Because project manager, you have to understand, you have to make sure that it's rightly estimated, or if if your team comes with some challenges. If you don't have those understanding, probably there is kind of like a conflict situation will may come, right? Yeah. Uh, that's kind of thing. But when you have an experience, you can always see from the different side, right? It's not just from a project perspective, but see from a different side, being being on that individual sue and understand whether this is this is right or wrong. So all those analysis that we can do in that process will definitely work based on your experience, first experience. That doesn't mean not having those experience will not work. It right. will still work, but maybe uh, 
there, you have to tackle some more situations out there, right? You have to might have to go through some of those rough uh, uh, process to to confirm yourself in, in in this world, right? So yeah, it's not like in your construction. You're you're on a construction PM. This is an IT. IT is different than an other regular uh, PM activities. Right. So right. having having knowledge works, but I would not say. Not having those past experience or coming from that background will will fail at all time. No, definitely. Okay. No, so there's a trade off between yeah. Yeah, I definitely think that there's a huge value to especially mm -hmm. understanding the development world. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about just IT and managing servers. We're talking about building enterprise mm -hmm. software applications. Mm -hmm. Scratch. And yes. I, don't, I don't think that a lot of people really value the work that goes behind the scenes to, to build these applications. Exactly. You know? mm -hmm. we, we get so used to now just, you know, downloading an app, logging in and there's, yeah, it does everything that we needed to do. Or we log in at work into a, a software system that the company wants us to use and we learn how to use it and boom, 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 go, go, go. Right. But the work that is behind the scenes to build those applications is like it's massive, massive. It's right massive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and i actually don't think that people 100 percent appreciate and understand what goes behind it i mean uh you know just using it in an example like you know we we do custom software so clients will come to us and be like oh i want you to build me uh, you know, this type of application. And then another client will come to us and says, I want you to build this type of application. And they're completely different. Mm -hmm. And we now have to step in and say, okay, we have to understand the client's requirements and how in their head they're sort of imagining how this thing is going to work. And then it's our job to pick the client's brain and document everything that exactly. we out of their yeah. brain. Right. And then once we documented, we then have to go back and make sense of it all. And then exactly. once, once we do make sense of it all, comes the real challenging part, which is how do we apply technology to this now? How do we build it? You know, mm -hmm. what are the right tools? What's the right technology? Oh, this client uh, security is a big issue for them. Okay, so how can we build the source code and the application in a way that is going to complement um, the client and, and, mm -hmm. and his needs or her needs? You know, mm -hmm. what I mean? so there's so much that happens right. behind yeah. the scenes that I don't think is actually really understood. And I'm so glad we're having this conversation because it's a really good time to talk about some of the pains that uh, a project manager goes through because you know I just want to point out like the business analysts they do the business analysis the developer does the source code, source code yeah. the architect architects the QA person tests they do QA they test the application the project manager technically does a little bit of all that right because uh, you know you're not doing the requirements but the client is talking to you about the requirements, so you have to understand those. Understand, right? Which means you have to have you have to be part of the process of sort of developing those requirements, right? Yeah. And then when the when you finally release this thing to the, the client, and like let's say what we call in our world, they find a bug, which means something is not working properly. They don't go to our QA team and say, I found a bug. They call the project manager and says, hey, I was trying to do this and this came up. It's a bug. And now you have to try and understand the bug so that you can communicate it to the team so that they can try and replicate it and fix it. 
So yeah. it's such yeah. a challenging job because there's you, you're basically doing a little bit of everything, right? Yeah. You're, you're, yes. you're a business analyst, you're a project manager, you're a coder, you're a QA, and you're also a, you're also running a business because a project is like running a business, you know, like this is something that's going to be impacting our client's business. So that's yeah. really what it is, right? Exactly. And yeah. it's so challenging and I'm it so is. glad that we got a chance to you know, chat about it and, and kind of go through uh, your pains of being a project manager and sort of, you know, um, talk to our listeners about the benefits of having mm -hmm. a project manager on your team, especially when you're building software applications, whether it's, you know, custom software or product development, which are, you know, mm -hmm. two very different things. And you know, before we go, let's talk, let's talk about that a little bit, because that's something that you do. Like, not only are you doing uh, project management for, for us, but you know, we are a company that also builds products. And at the same time, you're also build, you're also doing product management. So, you know, tell us a, a little bit about what you think the difference is there. Cause there is a bit of a difference. Yeah, there's a, there's a difference. So basically a, Project management is basically you're managing clients' expectations, right? So all you have to do is understand what they're looking for, what's their business business is like. So product is different. What works? You have to understand what works and what does not. What is what is the, the, the key thing that drives your product to success, right? right. So it's a completely different scenario. Given an example of Minusano. So Minusano, one of our products, right? So yeah. we have to we have to change from version A to version B. But the question is, you already have version A. What is the value of having version B, right? That's a right. challenge. That's great that question. To, yeah, so that you have to analyze why I'm doing, why I why my stakeholders investing on this. What is the value they're, they're trying to create here? So this sort of analysis is required being a product manager, right? It's more challenging. It's more challenging from the product perspective, but from a project perspective, it's different. When you have all set, then it's kind of like easy in terms of management. You're working with team, but product is a different set of uh, set of work. It's completely different. You are making sure that your product is success in the, in the in the market. You're getting what you're expecting, right? And it's it's completely different. Yeah, I, and I, there's I, also I, a continuous uh, work. <laughs> product where you know like one example with with Manusano, which is a great example um when we we built it and then we we decided to update it and instead of updating and we, we actually decided to completely rebuild it and you're right we had to look at you know what is the value of uh, of rebuilding the upgrade and mm -hmm. what's the cost and what's mm -hmm. the value for the investor who's going to pay for this mm -hmm. and um, what are the benefits to the product mm -hmm. of redeveloping it so we knew what what, what the benefits were we, we wanted to, to build it in, in new technology that was going to be you know um, around for the next 20 50 years but, you know, another thing was like, you know, once we did build it and you manage that process, you manage the developers. I was one of the stakeholders there. So I was sort of like the client. Um, and, you know, like once we, we, we built it and we launched it, we're like, ah, oh, crap. You know, it's not over. We thought it was over. We're like super excited. Right, yeah. We launched the yeah, product. Yeah, yeah. And then we were like, 
oh man, like we're getting so much feedback and, and people are, are asking us, hey, have you thought about this scenario and could you build this type of functionality and oh, this would be really valuable for my business if you could build this feature. And then like by the end of it, like two, three months in, we had like a roadmap of future features that we could potentially yeah. build. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing when you're doing product management, right? Like yeah. there's a roadmap that you have to consistently uh, monitor and you also have to determine in that roadmap, what is the most valuable feature here that I'm willing to invest in that's going to give me a return on my investment, right? So right. you can have a list of, 20 features and be like, okay, I could build all of these 20 to keep my clients happy, which is amazing. We want to keep mm -hmm. our clients happy, but you know, we don't have budget to do all of that. So what is the one thing that is going to make all of our clients really happy is going to bring value, value. to mm -hmm. their business, but is going to give us that return on investment, right? Because mm -hmm. we're mm -hmm. taking a gamble building all these features, right? Um, and so you're hoping for a return on that. I mean, mm -hmm. with Menusano, we've been very fortunate because we've built things out slowly. We've listened to our clients and we've sort of taken that approach where we're waiting for a feature to be requested more than a couple of times before we say, okay, like, you know, when you have 50 people asking you for the exact same thing, then you know there's value in that feature. Mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. we're sort of like, we're working with our existing clients to sort of figure out what is going to be needed next. Mm -hmm. with, with custom software, it's very different. It's more different. of the approach of this is what we need. This is what we want you to build. Once it's built, it's done. We deploy it and we use it. And they don't really think about what's next can we upgrade should we upgrade do we need to consistently ma maintain uh, and support this application which mm -hmm. is something like a lot of people don't think about right mm -hmm. when when you're done building software you're never done building software right i, yes. I want to really emphasize on that and i want to make it a really good point you're never done so anybody software. out there who's looking to have software built and you think it's gonna you know you have an application that's gonna take a year it's not it's it's a continuous thing that you have to, it's a living breathing thing that you have to maintain it's like a child right, right? yeah it's gonna yeah. grow and as it grows it's gonna go from diapers to clothing and you're gonna have to upgrade its wardrobe <laughs> so <laughs> it's sort of that you know there's so much um, like, but I, I, sorry, I just got distracted. I read somebody's comment where it says, what true software is a living beast. Yes. I love yes. that expression. It right. is a beast. Exactly. Um, and it's so funny because we live in a world now where technology is so accessible. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I remember a couple of years ago where, you know, you had a phone and it got upgraded like every two years, every year. And, you know, using the phone as an example, now I feel like they're coming out with new phones like every month. Mm -hmm. You know, just when I go out and buy the newest iPhone, another freaking iPhone comes out. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't, I just can't keep up with this technology. And and that's sort of like what happens when, when we're it's, building it's, software. Technology mm -hmm. is changing. changing. And the it's software evolving. application mm -hmm. needs to be able to keep up. Right. And yeah. that also includes the tools that we build the software on. Right. Mm -hmm. So, for example, we, we do a lot of like .NET, mm -hmm. C Sharp on SQL Server. Well, you know, 
that technology also gets upgraded and yeah. and we have to continuously you know um, if an application is built on an older version yeah at some point you're gonna want to upgrade because you want it to not be slow performance and you want it to you know you want to get in there and do what you got to do and it's working perfectly the more you let it go the worse and the more outdated it's going to get right and yeah. it's so interesting because like as a project manager these are the things that you're thinking about mm -hmm. and these are the things that you sort of have to you know convey to your client and say hey you know like have you thought about this but then the client's like no 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 I just want to build this thing and I'm done, right? So mm -hmm. it's no, such no. a challenge, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, besides, uh, so the technology, it's also driven by the business, your own business, yeah. right? So if your business is evolving, definitely if you, some software that you are using needs to be evolved. So it, 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 it actually it ties up with your business if you're using that software for business, right? So you cannot have same working software, same process at all time. So it should evolve. So in that sense, yes. But the frequency may change based on industry, right? right. Some industry requests frequent change. Other industries, okay, we are slow. We're picking up. It's working for us. We, we have a client who is working using Excel and access till date. But it does make sense because it's yeah. working for them. But when, when you expand, when you have a, a, a team who can support that, right, then that, that causes like a bit of, bit of problem to the business. Yeah. And it's the, that kind of business push requires to change the software from a, from a technology perspective. Right, right. But it's definitely, it's not like stagnant and I'm, I'm done. It, it'll not work like that. So it's yeah. it's living, it's living, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, this was such a great chat. I really, really enjoyed it. I have to say, this is one of my favorites because I do love project management, and I've been excited about this. And just so everyone watching, uh, Madur was like, I had we had to pull his hair to do this because he's like, <laughs> no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And look at him now; he's like a pro. <laughs> so thank, thank you. you, thank you for for doing this and and walking us through your project management journey mm -hmm. a little bit i'm sure we're gonna have lots more chats i mean i have like a million questions in my head now and we could like go on for another hour but we're not going to because people are gonna be like what the heck um but this was so <laughs> fun and um i hope you and everyone watching can stay tuned we're gonna have lots more of these chats with um you know our team and guests about technology about startups about journey about life about mental health we're sort of talking about a little bit of everything because right now mm -hmm. the world is going crazy yeah and everything is up for grabs nothing is there's no restrictions and um i really love that we're making this a, a platform where there's no wrong answer it's just people's perspective of uh, of a role of um a business uh, of whatever it is that they do so thank you for for joining us i hope you will stay tuned and join us again thank you madur for coming on thank and you i hope you will do this again sure thank you thank you for listening to between two servers you can find us over on instagram youtube and facebook the links are in the description of this podcast thanks again for taking the time to listen to between two servers and we'll catch you next time